The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So, Pharrell on the bench, your boy uh, Dwight Howard has announced he'll play in the restart in Orlando. He's going to donate all of his game checks to the Breathe Again campaign, according to reports. UFC Fight Island is going to feature increased testing in quarantine zones enforced by uh, closed-circuit TV surveillance. So, they're now filming everybody uh, with everything they do and wherever they go. And then uh, the uh, point I was making is is that I was watching MLB Network and they were all wearing uh, dress tennis shoes. I just noticed that. They all had on the same shoes. These, uh, I'm sure they outfit them. Here, get your um, black pair of Keds or whatever. They could have been, you know, Cole Hans. They could be Nikes. I don't know what they are. But all I know is they all were wearing like the same shoes. And I was like, dude. I'm not wearing the same shoes as everybody. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not wearing the same outfits and, and shoes like I'm at Wendy's or something where everybody wears the same outfit. I'm not doing it. Like, I, it's the same thing as your boy Kutch. Didn't Kutch say today uh, that he's like mad that the Yankees made him, uh, you know, shave his beard and, and cut his hair and everything? No beard policy. You know, they got that whole thing going with the Yankees. People telling you what you can wear and how to look and everything else. You know, that bothers me. Uh, but the schedules are out, right? The thing that I noticed about these guys they were talking was, is that Harold Reynolds said that his two sleeper teams uh, in the 60-gamer are the Padres and the Reds. What? <laughs> the Padres and the Reds? Are you kidding me? Like, what kind of crack butter are you smoking to fall for those two crappy teams? Are they not, like, two of the worst teams in all of baseball? Now they're going to win it? Like, in the short season? Come on. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pharrell on the bench, uh, my uh, buddy Carrington Harrison uh, does a great radio show in uh, Kansas City on 610, and uh, he used to do, and I think he still does, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I know that he used to do uh, the show uh, for me all the time. Uh, he's a cool dude, and I like him, and he's on the bench tonight to talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes and even the Kansas City Royals. I figured, why not? While we're at it, since they're starting up as well. And in fact, tonight I heard when I was telling you that um, you know uh, these guys on MLB Network, like Harold Reynolds, was saying Padres Reds. I think Verducci threw the Royals in there as a sleeper sell in terms of uh, being an upset type team in the 60 game season. Let's bring him in, uh, Carrington Harrison. How you doing, Carrington? How's everything, buddy? Hey, Scott. Hey, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, I used to fill in for you on CBS Sports Radio. And let me tell you, those late nights, hold on you. I don't know how you do it for so long, man. Yeah, it's no joke. Uh, it's It's the real deal. And what's worse is, is that like I used to do it, whatever, every night till two in the morning. I get home at like three thirty in the morning, and uh, Mafia knows like I would literally, I'd go to bed at four, four thirty in the morning, and then I would get up at uh, seven and play basketball. And like I still do that. Like tonight, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed tonight at like one, and then I'm gonna get up at at six, and I'll be playing like full court violent basketball with these monster all college players and high school stars from the area that I play with regularly. And they they start rolling, I mean, thunder at 6.45 in the morning. I mean, these guys are no joke. And I'm like, I go on no sleep, and I'm in there banging. It's not fun, dude. How you been? Everything good? I've been good. I had no clue that you were set to go to uh, to Orlando to uh, play in the uh... – in the uh, NBA bubble. I, I had no clue you were this level of basketball player. I mean, to be honest, you played basketball more recently than Kyrie Irving. It's true. Well, first of all, Kyrie never plays basketball. And second of all, I'm surprised, <laughs> and I've said this on the show, that the Nets haven't called me since they have absolutely no team going to Orlando with Dinwiddie uh, <laughs> with the COVID. Uh, KD's out. Kyrie's out. Uh, I think there's uh, there's more than that out on that team. I, I, uh, who else, Mafia? Oh, DeAndre Jordan's out. Uh, and I think it goes even further than that. Some of their bench guys are, are out as well. So uh, I was surprised they didn't call me uh, for at least a 10-day uh, deal because I play basketball every day, seven days a week. So I am surprised. And I do have game. In fact, 
I think the uh, I think the Nets are terrible. In fact, I think they should be replaced in the bubble. Their team's so thin. Uh, now that you mention it, you had to bring that up. Do you think that Carrington, that uh, Popovich is actually talking to Sean Marks about being the coach of the Nets? Because I don't buy that either. No, I don't buy that at all. I'm just so happy. Of, I mean, obviously, I'm really excited about the Patrick Mahomes deal. This is the first time I haven't talked about Patrick Mahomes all day. So we can talk NBA bubble for as much as you want. <laughs> all right. So I, I want to get into that in a second. And I'm going to surprise you by going to that last because I think it, it uh, deserves attention and everything. But I, I want to throw this at you. So I was just hearing these people throwing the Royals around. And I think I've told you before at some level when you've been on my show that I lived in Kansas City. I worked in Kansas City when I was a young kid. And uh, I covered that 86 season after they won the World Series in 85. And that was the season Bo Jackson came up uh, and they put him in Memphis with the Chicks. And eventually, um, you know, he would make it up to the big club and and the rest is history. But uh, I've always liked uh, George Brett's my favorite player of all time. I used to love going to Royals games uh, every day at uh, Kauffman Stadium. It used to be called Royal Stadium. Uh, And then today I just said that Verducci said they're a sleeper team. Now, Mafia, don't I have Lopez, the pitcher? Don't I have him on here with a comment? He apparently he thinks. This kid thinks that the Royals have a shot. Can we play this clip? Here we go. Let's Anybody see if we can play this. A good stretch where it could, it could pay off, and um, you know, all it all it takes is a, a hot team at the right time, or a hot, you know, if you if you go come off to a screeching start, and um, you know, keep keep it going. So anybody can catch fire, and baseball's a, I think a game of streaks too. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, it's not the full full schedule, but it's going to be it's going to be a race, and it's going to be awesome, and. Um, I'm just happy that we're going to be able to compete again. What do you think of the team, your manager, the the chances that they have in a shortened season? Are you excited at all about the Royals, or are they a dead issue? No, I actually am excited. I've actually taken up this kind of mantra on the show that I want people to call me hashtag Hope Harrison or C.Hope because this is my belief. Two teams, one team in the American League and one team in the National League is going to make the playoffs. And they would have had no chance of doing it in a regular season. Like, we're not talking about the normal March until end of September baseball season. We're basically asking, can one of these random teams get hot for three weeks and then be average for the other half of the season is all we're asking these teams to do. So I think you got to say, why not the Royals? Like, there's going to be that obscure team. So we have a, uh, we have a Royals insider pre and post. He thinks that every team in Major League Baseball outside of three teams have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. Now, obviously, some teams have a better chance because they're a better team. But, yeah, I look at the Royals. They're going to be able to score this year. I think their starting pitching is average and their bullpen's better. That You're basically asking Salvador Perez to be hot for two, three weeks. You're asking Whit Merrifield to be hot for a couple of weeks. Adalberto Monesi to take that step forward. So, I'm not saying I would bet on the Royals to make the playoffs because I think in a regular season they're a 74 to 77 win baseball team, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about can you get hot for three weeks, and I think a lot of teams fit that criteria. Yeah, no doubt. Carrington Harrison with us on the bench from Kansas City in 6'10". So uh, when you saw the deal for – Mahomes uh, initially, you know, the thing changed throughout the day. You know more than I do. Like I went from 400 to 500 million uh, in a matter of hours. What's the real story? 
So I kind of look at this deal. I was surprised at the length of the deal initially. I thought Mahomes was going to sign a four- or five-year deal, something similar to Carson Wentz, but obviously four more money. So the fact that he ended up signing this deal, it kind of was like this huge wave of information because I thought initially when I first saw he signed 10 years and we didn't know the dollar amount, I'm like, well, he had to have got a percentage of the cap where every year he's going to make 22% of the cap, so we always ensure that he's the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. And then we saw from Adam Schefter, it was the four years, 40, or it was the 10 years, 450 million. And I remember saying on the show, I'm like, this can't be real. Like, I wouldn't advise Mahomes to sign this deal. And then people were like, well, why are you saying that? Because it's not a good contract for Mahomes. And then we got what now is the official number. So it's a 10 year, 503. It seems like it's going to guarantee $477 million of it. And I was like, okay, this is the contract that I expected Mahomes if he was going to give this kind of commitment. This is one of those rare deals where I think this is a good deal for both sides. I think it's good for the Chiefs because you're not going to ever have this conversation about Mahomes again. When he's 29 years old and let's say he wins two Super Bowls, you're not going to renegotiate with Patrick Mahomes. This is your deal. Be happy with it. And if you're Mahomes, you get a contract that no other player in American sports has where – the NFL salary cap is not designed for one player to break the system. It basically goes, all right, your contract's next up. What's the highest? We'll pay you 15% more or 20% more. Man, Mahomes got a deal that nobody has got. Like, we've only seen two players sign a deal that no other player has. Kirk Cousins signed that three-year, $84 million deal. This makes that contract look like chump change. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, uh, it makes it look like uh, chump change. This is some serious butter. The guy's uh, absolutely drowning in, in money. Uh, it is phenomenal what he's going to make. Uh, I, you know, obviously, uh, I want to get into more with Carrington. Can you hang out a little bit more with us, Carrington, so we can talk more about Mahomes? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. So uh, I want to get into more with him, like uh, how he thinks it's going to play out. Uh, you know, I asked Rick Carl earlier what he thinks of the deal and if, uh, you know, because of the insurance of the deal and what's guaranteed and everything else, Carrington was talking a little bit about that. Uh, I want to see what he thinks of how it'll play out and if they're going to get everything they want out of him. They already got a Super Bowl out of him and an MVP out of him. What's next on the bench? Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hi, right, for 
Curl on a bench for Todd Carrington Harrison from 610 AM in uh, Kansas City. Do you think that uh, he's, uh, now that he's got this gigantic deal, he's going to be, he's already a rock star in the, uh, in Kansas City and in the NFL. I mean, he's the featured attraction. Uh, where do you think he goes from here? Uh, are you like buying into all of this talk of dynasty in Kansas City that they're going to win all these championships? Or do you think they're a one and done type team and that or that he might get another one down the road or you think he's going to rattle off a, a few of them? I think there's a little bit of a gap in between what you're saying, between the dynasty and this being a one-and-done. We were asking this question to guests that came on today. If I had to set the over-under on Mahomes Super Bowls during this contract at one-and-a-half, what would you take, the over or the under? I would take the over. I think Patrick Mahomes wins three Super Bowls in his career. I just look at his ability. I also look at the rest of the AFC. What made Brady's run, I think, so impressive is there were other contemporaries and other Hall of Fame guys that played during that same time, like Peyton Manning's obviously going in the Hall of Fame. Ben Roethlisberger's going in the Hall of Fame. I think you can make a pretty strong argument for Phillip Rivers going into the Hall of Fame. I don't know who that next guy is yet for Pat. Maybe you think it's Lamar Jackson. He's 0-2 in playoff games. Maybe you think it's Deshaun Watson. I mean, they just had a they just were up 24-0 in Kansas City and lost by 20. Like, I don't think that there's much of an argument between the Chiefs and the Texans right now that I think Mahomes has a chance to kind of get fat off the rest of the AFC and kind of create that gap that I'm talking about. So if I had to predict right now, I think Mahomes goes to four or five Super Bowls and probably wins two or three. Like, I think he's Aaron Rodgers 2.0. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the 10 most talented quarterbacks of all time. I think Mahomes is better than him. Well, I think that uh, you could argue that, that he's got a skill equal to or greater than uh, Rodgers. How's that worked out for Rodgers, though, with all the people that thought he'd go to five or six Super Bowls? No, that, that's a fair question, but he also didn't have Andy Reid as his coach, too. And I would say, at least from a talent standpoint, that Mahomes has more talent around him than Aaron Rodgers ever did. I look at the offense around him. I think Tyree Kill's a top five wide receiver in the NFL, the best tight end in the NFL in, uh, in Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs are actually returning 20 of their, of their 22 starters from the Super Bowl. I mean, you're seeing unprecedented returns. And in a year where it's going to be different because of the coronavirus, where teams aren't going to have OTAs and mini camps and training camps in that traditional sense, to me, teams like Kansas City are going to have such an advantage because it's largely the same roster as it was a season ago. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, how do you feel about – so I think Andy deserved uh, a Super Bowl for his brilliant career of, you know, dedication to the NFL and to, frankly, his players. He's got a, a rich tradition of of bonding with these teams, uh, no different in Philly uh, as he's got that same reputation in Kansas City. Fair enough. And then you look at uh, what – you know, Green Bay did with Rodgers and with McCarthy. You can't even deny. I mean, the guy, what did he go to playoffs in eight or nine years, eight of nine and then a Super Bowl. Uh, and then they threw him to the Wolves. But that guy, at the end of the day, that guy won a ton of football games in Green Bay. He really did and got the, you know, shaft because, uh, you know, what have you done for me lately? One bad season and it's uh, you're out. Bye. This is uh, no joke. The NFL. Do you think that um, 
Do you think Reed's like uh, better than McCarthy? Do you think that he is overall like because Reed's been to you know he's been to the playoffs a bunch of times and he never succeeded until this guy Mahomes came along. I think that Andy Reed is the second best coach in the NFL, and what I think makes Andy Reed so good is. I think the NFL is designed for you to fail. Like, I remember talking to Denny Matthews, who's the longtime voice of the Kansas City Royals, and he always said right. that the great players and great coaches can adjust to the adjusting. And that's what I think Andy Reid has done. Andy Reid has only had three losing seasons in his entire 21-year coaching career in the NFL. Three. So you think about, you know, he hasn't had those disappointing 5-11, and 6-10 and 10 kind of stretches where – you're right. Maybe he didn't have that championship level success in Philadelphia, but I mean, four NFC championship games, you've got your team to a Super Bowl. You've now gone to two AFC championship games in Kansas City, just won a Super Bowl, and now you have the best player in the game here. Like, I think Andy can go on a run. Now, we talk about Mahomes, where he could potentially get to two or three Super Bowls. I don't know what's stopping Andy at his age and his health of doing it, too, where we could go from talking about Andy Reid being one of those really good coaches like Bill Cowher to being up there with Bill Walsh, being up there in that in that notch below Bill Belichick. I mean, he has a real chance to do that given the quarterback situation that he has now. Do you think that they, uh, if it wasn't for Mahomes, they lose the Super Bowl, right? Because uh, the Niners were up 10 in the fourth quarter. If it wasn't for him, they lose the game, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's only two quarterbacks in the NFL that complete the – third and 20 play. I think it's Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Those are the only ones. And you got to think back to this uh, year's playoff room. I mean, the Chiefs were down double digits in every playoff game and won by double digits that you're just not designed to do that in the NFL. Like good teams, when they get up 10 points in the NFL, the way that the Niners did, where I actually think the Niners are a more talented team than the Chiefs. Like you're supposed to win that football game. Man, Mahomes made two plays. He made that throw to Tyreek Hill in the middle of the field, and then the next drive he made that third down throw to Sammy Watkins over over Richard Sherman, and then you win the football game. That I just think Mahomes, like he is five percent better than every other player in the NFL, which is crazy because there's so many great players, but he is the he is the ultimate one percent of the one percent. So I've seen him, uh, and everyone should have a good time and party. I got no problem with that. I've seen him in Vegas uh, a few times uh, partying and, uh, you know, going to uh, the heavyweight championship of the world. I saw him at that with Kelsey, and they were, you know, raging, having a great time, all that. Do you think that he, like, I mean, you certainly know him better than I do. Uh, Is he, uh, do you believe, going to have like this, um, smooth career of maturity and uh, staying out of trouble. Do you think he'll he'll be this great guy that never has problems, or uh, will he uh, screw this up? I don't have any. I don't have any off the field issues with Patrick Mahomes. I think he has such an advantage because his dad played in the major league, so he was sort of around it before. And, I mean, if I was 23, 24 years old, I already won MVP. I was already on the cover of Madden. LeBron calls me brother on Twitter. I would certainly go out and have a good time, too. But, no, I don't have any concern about Patrick Mahomes off the field. So how do you think uh, it'll play out in terms of, uh, in the, let's say, uh, back end of it? Let's say after five years uh, are done in the books of the 
decade deal that he signed. How do you think the rest of it will go for him? Do you think he's just going to be like Brady where he, you know, Brady had 20 years of just, I mean, literally nothing but success in New England. Do you think that's what you're going to see this whole decade in Kansas City is the guy's just going to keep rocking it every single year like automatic? That's a good question. So I went on a Baltimore Ravens uh, podcast earlier today, and they were asking me, do I think Lamar signs a deal similar to Mahomes? And I was like, no, because there isn't really much of a historical precedent for a player like Lamar holding up for a decade. I think Lamar is amazing and probably one of the five best players in the NFL. But we're talking about, is he going to be the same player at age 31? Where I don't know. I'm not that confident in that. But I don't know what reason we would have to believe that Mahomes isn't going to be. When we think about the current modern-day quarterback, we're seeing these guys last longer. Brady's into his 40. Breeze is about to be 40. Ben Roethlisberger's 37 years old. Phillip Rivers. Like When I just look at what the modern-day quarterback looks like, I don't know why I would think that at 31 years old, Mahomes can't be one of the five best quarterbacks. Maybe he's not the undeniable best quarterback in the NFL. But what if he's Aaron Rodgers? You could win a Super Bowl with the current day Aaron Rodgers. Now you got to put maybe more weapons around him than the Packers have done and maybe give him a better defense than the Packers have done. But you could certainly win a Super Bowl if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. So I just look at his ability and his skill set. He seems like somebody that's going to age very well. So I don't have any issue with the contract length. I mean, this just ensures that he's going to play the duration of his prime and the back end of it in Kansas City. And the only way he plays for another team is if like what happened with Tom Brady or like what happened with Joe Montana or what happened with Emmitt Smith, where he plays one or two years with a random team, but it's obvious that he is on his last leg. But any good football he's going to play will be played in Kansas City. I got one minute respectfully, uh, Carrington. Uh, What's the deal with Chris Jones? What's going to happen there? I don't think Chris Jones is going to sign a long-term deal with Kansas City. Uh, If they sign him, they'll be the only team in the NFL to have two defensive players that make $100 million. That would be two players on the defensive line. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense to do that deal. Ultimately, what I think happens is Chris Jones plays under the franchise tag, gets tagged again at the end of the season, and then he ultimately gets traded for a first-round pick at the beginning of next year. I just don't think he's in the long-term plans for the Chiefs. Well, there you have it. Uh, Carrington, great stuff tonight, brother. It's great catching up with you. Uh, thanks for coming on the bench and talking about the Royals and uh, the Chiefs and Mahomes and uh, everything with his gigantic new deal. Uh, appreciate the time. Continued success, my friend. Stay healthy, bro. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Anytime you need me to come on, I'm very happy to do it. My guy, uh, Carrington... Harrison in Kansas City, everybody. So uh, we'll come back, and I still want to – I think we're going to hear from some more baseball players. Mafia has promised me uh, J.D. Martinez, since I hate the Red Sox. Uh, And we're going to talk to uh, someone from the A's with their lousy minor league operation. Anyway, I took my glasses off, Mafia. Uh, you can see it. Anybody that's watching the show on the Sports Grid Radio YouTube page, you can see I don't have my glasses on. I just want you to know that I can't see anything. I can uh, I can actually see. I can play basketball without my glasses. I can drive, but not. I can't read signs or anything. <laughs> I can't. 
I can't like see or anything, but I can, I can drive. I can see, I just can't like read or anything like that. I can't tell. What Dude, the that was fun for me when you'd start driving to work and then you'd be like, Oh wait, I have my glasses on. I'm like, wait, what? And then I realized that you didn't. And like, you're like, yeah, I can't even see what that size is. I'm like, and you're behind the wheel. Thanks. I can see totally. And I know where I'm going. Cause we drove the same way every day. That wasn't my problem. It's reading signs like at nighttime in the day. I'm a lot better. So I, I have progressives. I see far away. And then I have mid-range and then I have uh, reading glasses. So when I am doing the show, like if I wanted to read right now, I could actually do it. I could actually read without my glasses on. I just have to th- uh, hold the uh, whatever I'm reading further away from my face. If it's close up, I can't read it at all. Right. So anyway, um, here's the point I'm, I-, I wanted to make. I didn't want to like call him out. And I'm not one of those guys. I'm not going to like call out people that. I have on the show, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm a guest uh, or someone's a guest and I'm a guest, whatever it is, I'm on someone else's show. I don't get in a fight with the host, right? And then when I have people on, I don't like throw them under the bus or anything. But when he's gone, <laughs> I'm willing to uh, suggest Mafia. The first thing I said to you when we went to break was there. He said that only two people could make that pass, Mahomes or Russell Wilson. And uh, the first thing I thought when he said it was my ass. Do you know how many guys have made a, a big a 20 yard pass in the Super Bowl or a, a big pass? And, you know, I'll give you fair enough. Just make it a Super Bowl. Uh, the first thing I thought of was uh, Roethlisberger and Eli Manning. I mean, that took me all of about two seconds. Right. I mean, right. Uh, even uh, in that Super Bowl, the Steelers didn't Fitzgerald catch like a 50 yard bomb and, at the midfield and go house. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Aaron Rodgers uh, throws that pass every, you know, what, four games? Uh, and I could go on and on. Do I, Nick Foles has made that pass. Uh, you know, I could I, I could go on and on and on and on uh, with, you know, I, I've seen – I've seen 20 quarterbacks make that pass. Bradshaw, Steve Young. We already know Brady's done it 25 times. Montana's done it. Roger Staubach's done it. Fran Tarkington's done it. I mean, uh, Jim Kelly's done it. Who hasn't made a big pass, frankly, of 20 yards in the Super Bowl? When you play the Super Bowl, are they not, are, are the games not generally like pretty good? There's a couple of big plays by every team in the Super Bowl, right? You're telling me that not one quarterback has ever thrown a 20 yard pass. And here's my point is that Mafia, the pass to me was, it was a broken play. You know, it, it, where I come from, the Niners blew the game. And not only that, they blew that third down. You got some team backed up third and 20 in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. How in God's name do you let that play happen? How do you give up that big play? How do you not just literally have five guys back at 20 yards to not let anything like that happen? How do you let that happen in a prevent or in a nickel, whatever the hell type of defense you're running zone, whatever? How do you let that play happen? In my opinion, it was a lucky play. And, and not only that, did I not see the guy a, a hundred times? He came back to the ball. He did. Did he not run the pat? The play was never set up for that play. It was not the play. That was not the play. I, I don't care what anybody says. He That was a broken play. And Hill came back to get the ball. And then all hell broke loose, right? That that was the play that, that basically won him the Super Bowl, right? Well, I didn't think the play was designed 
to happen that way at all. Do you, Mafia, do you think that play was set up that way? I don't believe for one. No, minute. I don't. No, I think that was one of those, you know, you know, great Mahomes plays where he's in trouble. He's kind of just finding time. He's trying to get rid of it and find someone, something, make something happen. And, you know, he was able to kind of get it and make a big play out of it. It was a huge play. It was an incredible play, but it wasn't supposed to be that way, like you said. And it was just him kind of throwing it up and saying, help me out. Do you think that I'm wrong in that there's all kinds of guys that have made that pass in the Super Bowl, not only in the Super Bowl, but guys that have actually made the pass that was even better, way better. I mean, a a pass where the receiver didn't have to come back 10 yards to catch the ball. I'm talking about like the pass from Roethlisberger to Santonio Holmes in the corner of the end zone against Arizona in the Super Bowl to win the uh, Super Bowl. Was that not a better pass? Was that not a better play? Like that was, was, I mean, I mean, I don't have uh, you can sell me all you want on Patrick Mahomes. I agree. He deserves the money. He's a great quarterback. Fair enough. But that pass, <laughs> that was not the best play I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. In fact, I think uh, Terry Bradshaw's passes to Swan and Stallworth against the Cowboys in maybe the best Super Bowl ever played. Those are both better passes, too, where the receiver actually runs into the bomb to make the catch. Not coming back. Anyone yards, Deshaun Jackson but, has made that pass. You know, I saw uh, you know Jameis Winston make that pass to open up a game against the Eagles like two seasons ago in September. We just threw it up, let Deshaun Jackson run underneath it for a touchdown. Listen, in the regular season, in the regular season of every NFL season, every single game, there isn't a game played in the NFL ever that there isn't a third and twenty completed. Okay. It's just, it happens all the time. It happens every week, everywhere. In fact, I think it happens in every game that's played. How's that sound? They act like that was some kind of like set up play where they planned it all. And it was all like, that's why they won the Super Bowl. That play was a broken play that Hill came back and made a great catch and then took off because of his speed. That was what happened. Don't even tell me. Like, I won't deny for one second that Mahomes didn't deserve the ring or that he didn't come through in the clutch in the fourth quarter. I'm not stupid, but I'm not going to sit here and, frankly, I could sit there all day and talk about quarterbacks that have made great throws in the Super Bowl. We'd be here all day. We would be here all day. So what? You hurt my feelings, and now I'm going home, all right? Who hasn't made that play? Like, honestly, the, uh, literally every quarterback that ever played. What was the guy's name? He was so bad. Uh, Dilfer. Didn't he make he made a bunch of plays in the Super Bowl? Did he not? Like, I, <laughs> just made the list, buddy. The guy, I mean, I've seen every quarterback. Mafia brought up the famous Jameis. That was regular season. I'd be here all day if it was a regular season talking about plays that have been third and 20. I mean, my God, how about third and 50? Okay, there you go. There's a play. Uh, there's been miracles before, many miracles. And uh, do we not, like, digs? You want me to keep going? I'll be here all day. It's cataclysmic. It's cataclysmic. And like Ben Affleck's depressing directorial debut, that one is going to be gone, baby, gone. All right, so I told you earlier, uh, the breaking news was that Dwight Howard is going to play in Orlando. Very exciting. Can you play? Do we have the two baseball clips? I wanted to play those. I promised that I would uh, play the baseball clips tonight. I'm under a tremendous, I'm under a tremendous strain here on uh, the show to 
perform at a high level and add all kinds of hors d'oeuvres to go with the main entree. These would be hors d'oeuvres like J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox. You know, we're all definitely going to do our best to stay as healthy as we can and keep this going. You know, I think this is big for the country, for for our fans, you know, for for everyone that lives here. You know, everyone needs a, you know, something positive and something to look forward to every night. And, you know, watching sports is, to me, one of the most American things you could do. So, you know, I think this is kind of what this country needs. Did I not like what did I say to you? Did I uh, that was that was J.D. Martinez. Uh, I want to just remember one thing before I forget with early for Alzheimer's. Uh, Did I not? Did I mention these already or was that in the break? Like Fran Targington, Jim Kelly. uh, I I, it just it's never ending. The amount of (laughs) Jim McMahon. I mean, there's just I could go on and on and on of guys that have made a big third down play in a Super Bowl. Am I not? Am am I crazy, Mafia? I guess no, I'm just you're not old. crazy. Even Eli with his, uh, his throw to Manningham on the sidelines dropping in there. I mean, Eli Manning, Christ, he had multiple uh, big plays. What was the one? Tyree and the other one was Manningham? I mean, my God. And then how about the touchdown pass to Plaxico Burris? Wasn't Plaxico that 20 yards? Yeah, <laughs> going over the shoulder. That was a better pass than Mahomes passed to Hill. I mean, it was. That was for a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. How about that? Roethlisberger to win the Super Bowl after they had given up a bomb to, uh, you know, your boy, Fitzgerald, right? And then he comes back and goes down the field and throws that strike. That strike into the corner, that laser to Holmes, basically made Santonio Holmes rich, did it not? That made him rich. And then you never heard from him again, right, as long as he lived. But the fact is, that may have been, like, is that not the greatest laser game-winning Super Bowl pass ever? What what was better? That like, was better. I, I mean, honestly, just calm down, everybody. Can we play the kid from the uh, – I notice how I just can't let it go. I won't let it go. In fact, I may be up all night tossing and turning about it. I may not sleep, and then I'll go straight to play basketball in the morning. And then if I don't sleep at all, I may have to break someone's nose when I play basketball. Just for fun, I'll do it. Mafia knows it's true. A's Liam Hendricks, a household name here, talking about the 60-game season. Very exciting. We are a perennially slow-starting team, but our record in August and September has been exceptional. So it's just whichever side you want to get. Do you do you take the slow? Do you take this? This is the start of the season, or do you take the fact this is August September? So we're coming in with this, hoping it's August September, and we get out of the blade, uh, get out of the blocks hot, and uh, and ride it all the way. Mavia, is that guy? Do you think he's from Australia? Yes, he is actually. There you go. I have no idea who he is. That was just a guess on my part. Do they have it as bad as we do? The uh, people down under the COVID. I'm not sure about Australia, but I know New Zealand was, you know, because of their isolation already from a lot of other areas, they were like really proactive and, you know, isolating people and social distancing. And I think at this point they have no cases reported at the moment of COVID. None. Are you serious? None. What about your boy, Pedro Munoz? Didn't he get uh, canceled off of the 
Uh, yeah, Frankie with the, at the Edgar fight. fight. When is that fight supposed to be? The next That was week? supposed to be next Wednesday, I believe. The, the 15th is when it was supposed to be. And now he's pulled off of that fight because he came down with, uh, you know, tested. Once again, they're smartly testing guys before they get on the plane to go to Abu Dhabi. When they get them in Vegas, they're isolating them and testing them first before they infect everyone else. And he came out positive, so he is off the card. So uh, what did you think of the um, Power Five uh, leaders that think that uh, – they're in a wait and see mode about starting the college football season on, on time. Do you feel that since like last week when we were doing shows to this week while we're doing shows after the fourth of Pharrell, that it's changed that you feel that maybe uh, I'm on to something that all these conferences talking about going to the spring, that it could actually come to uh, fruition. Yeah, I do. Because you know what? As much as these guys were rushing everyone back to campus and trying to get them weightlifting and all the stuff that they were trying to do before, I think now that all these guys have started to come down with it, they realize, wait, we might not have done this right way and are working on trying to figure things out before they just throw stuff at the wall see if it sticks. All right. Uh, so when we come back, uh, Marenzi will join us. Uh, Sports Rage is coming up, so we'll talk to you about the uh, baseball schedule. How's that for an idea? All right, so I don't, I don't think we can get Gabe. So one thing leads to another, and, and it's just not happening. So uh, I'm not going to sweat it. If he, if he gets on, he gets on. If he doesn't, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll hear about it. Uh, but uh, you can yell at me all you want. I don't care. Uh, here's the deal. Um, the schedule, the Nationals-Yankees open it up. Everybody knows what's going to happen. Scherzer and Cole, it doesn't get any better than that. That's on July 23rd, 7 uh, Eastern. That's going to be great. Uh, Giants-Dodgers that night as well. The next day, Braves-Mets, Brewers-Cubs, Angels-A's. Uh, just fantastic. Uh, the uh, dates to remember, July 28, 29, Dodgers-Astros. Some of the... Uh, Sunday night games, Braves, Mets, July 26th, uh, Giants, Dodgers, same night at uh, Chavez Ravine, Red Sox, Yankees, August uh, 2nd, August 9th, Cubs, Cardinals, uh, August 16th, Yankees uh, at Fenway, August 23rd, Phillies, Braves, August 30th, uh, Braves at Phillies, uh, September 6th, Cards at Cubs, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, A's, Astros, August 7th through the 9th. White Sox, Cubs, August 21st through the 23rd. Twins, Indians, August 24th through the 26th. Rays, Yankees, that's going to be great. August 31st through September 2nd. Uh, those games are in, I believe, uh, Yankee Stadium. Braves, Nationals, September 4th through the 6th. Reds, Cardinals, September 11th through the 13th. Braves, Mets, September 18th through the 20th. A um, lot of uh, the final weekend, Brewers, Cardinals, Mets, Nationals, uh, Astros, Rangers, uh, Cubs, White Sox, Red Sox, Braves, Angels, Dodgers, Reds, Twins. That's your final weekend. There's your uh, schedule. Very exciting. Sports Rage is coming up next with Marenzi. Uh, for Mafia, I'm Pharrell. See you tomorrow on Coast to Coast 4 Eastern. Good night.